Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, cheaters, welcome to Spotify. Well, this is the Always Cheating Podcast on Spotify Greenroom. It's a little bit different. Uh, we're still doing these Greenroom conversations. Brandon, we will be back doing podcasting apparently very soon. Uh, sooner, <laughs> yeah. sooner than I realized. Our, I schedule, our yeah. schedule is dictated by FPL Towers. And once that FPL Towers ball starts rolling which happened today, and we're going to talk a lot about it. It involves yep. price reveals. That's yep. basically when the always cheating machine starts to come awake. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, we always, uh, I, you know, it's funny because when the prices came out today, I was like, okay, like this seems crazy, crazy early. And it, it is early, I think, but I mean, it's been a full four weeks since the game, uh, you know, since the game ended, since Game Week 38 took place. And so it's been about a month. Um, and so I think it's the fact that Euros are, are going on, and it was Father's Day today. Um, there's game sevens in the NBA <laughs> NBA playoffs. Like it, it felt like it was like wow, like this is coming back. And but I actually, if so I had a moment where I was just like, okay, you know, like because like last summer it felt like a lot, right? There was just like mm-hmm. a lot. You know, you had like the 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 weird the the pause, not the weird, you know, the pause that happened in the spring, and then it came back, and then it launched again in the fall, and it was like wow, like. This is crazy, but this, I guess, is just kind of normal. And I think yeah. that sometimes people complain about um, how F- the FPL game seems like a little bit of an afterthought for the Premier League. And I think the optimistic way to look at this, I mean, like, it, it's hard to feel like, wow, this is really soon. But the optimistic way to look at this is like, hey, maybe they're really taking it seriously this time. Like, maybe, um, yeah. you know, they're going to uh, invest into, you know, in better servers so the game updates a little faster. And we're going to see some some improvements in the, in the game overall. And so... Once the initial shock of them releasing, you know, they also never done it this way before, right? It used to be like to be like you know five player prices a day yeah, for a yeah. week or two, and right one tweet for one player. The first player two seasons ago to have their price revealed was none other than Matt Ritchie, and today <laughs> in one fell swoop they reveal the entire Liverpool squads. Yeah. One thing it's I crazy. noticed there's an interesting tweet from uh, official FPL that said. Attention, everyone. Premier League clubs are starting to announce their player prices. It was as if they were suggesting that West Ham United had a committee where they decided what Mark Noble's price was going to be as opposed to (laughs) them manipulating the game. I'm I'm with you with the optimistic take of it's just exciting to see the game grow and it's exciting to see the Premier League put more resources into it. The graphic reveals are really cool. From from just an awareness point of view, I guess it's good because people are dialed in to uh, broadcasts of the Euros and following it on social media where they'll see this marketing from official FPL. But on the other hand, there is so much noise 
right now. And I just wonder if FPL can better capitalize on announcements like this when they're not in the midst of a giant European tournament and that's, they're the only thing going on. It's just something I think about. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I guess the, and again, I mean, I'm kind of with you there too. I mean, both of us, you know, uh, in our, in our, you know, hashtag real life jobs are in the marketing sphere. So, you know, it's like Sunday afternoon reveal, you know, like, I, you know, it's like, it feels like, like in politics, they have like the, the Friday evening news dump, you know, and that's where someone yeah. like releases like the ugly, you know, details of their taxes or whatever, you know, it's like yeah. Friday when everyone's about to go out. But, um, yeah, I, you know, but I, I think again, if I'm looking at this from an optimistic standpoint, uh, it's exciting because you and I, especially as Americans, have a lot of work to do every year to try to get, you know, it's not, I mean, our, our, our audience is actually more UK than US, but I mean, we have this kind of long goal of trying to get more people in the US to yeah. play fantasy. And we need as much time as we can, right? Because you have to kind of meet people where they are and explain what the game is. And you can't do that, you know, the first week of August, you really have to start the work in late June. And so if the site goes up tomorrow, which I think is at least a possibility, then all right, great. Like there's going to be people like we have friends in our, our group of friends who are not fantasy managers who are interested in the European championships, who, who have done like this little kind of team pick them game. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And so mm-hmm. there's just a lot of, you know, so, so it, from that perspective, maybe capitalizing when there's still a lot of interest in the euros is smart, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. For those, for those listening on the podcast, if you notice the audio quality is a little different again, that's because Josh and I are using Spotify green room, which uh, actually absorb locker room, which is what we've been using for the last couple of weeks. The cool thing is, is people who are joining us in the green room, Miguel and George, we see you. If you guys want to say hello and chat with us live, you can do so here in the green room. So if you're listening on the podcast, you want to get in and chat with me and Josh, we're doing these green rooms every week, uh, and then regular podcasts of the highest fidelity. Joshua will be returning very shortly, as you say, like as, as the FPL site is just about to relaunch. So how should we, that's an open invitation then to Miguel and George, if you want to say hello, but Josh, how should we set the table here for discussing actual player prices? Because we've got a ton of players that we can actually talk about right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I feel like I sort of yeah, I was muttering through my answer for a second there, but uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I guess you've, I, I you know, I, I don't think either of us have like gone through every single player price with a with a fine tooth comb yet. Although I'm I'm starting to, I'm starting to dig through them a little bit. But I mean, there, there's a couple that that really do jump out to me right away. Um, and uh, it's an, it's an, you know it's in that mid you know as we all know the midfield is the is the you know the the greatest section of the fantasy yeah, game is that's midfield. where all the points are, baby. Yep, and so uh, I mean, right right away, uh, Rafinha and Jota stand out to me as as you know, really like premier options. So um, yeah, I'm with you, Rafinha at six point five. I feel like if you compare him to Patrick Bamford, I think a lot of the story would be with the forwards and the price bump that Patrick Bamford got up to eight point oh. I think throughout last season, Leeds was obviously really enticing for fantasy managers. Lots of attacking points there. And you could argue, well, I'll have Rafinha over Bamford or vice versa. Now, 8.0 really does favor Rafinha going into game week one just because that price is so affordable. And Rafinha just continues to – I feel like 
he was great to start the season for Leeds last year, and mm-hmm. he's just seemed to grow in his yeah. um, in his influence over that attack. So yeah, I feel like he's straight into everyone's game week one teams. Jota I'm a little surprised. Is a different, different question. Yeah, Jota's a, but just to tackle Rafinha for a second. I mean, I guess you know if you look at his his returns last season. I mean, I suppose they don't. You know, look. If this is your first year doing fantasy this fall, you might think, okay, like those those numbers are decent, right? Like it's you know it's it's like it's solid, but it's not it's not amazing. Let me let me pull up his uh, his return. So what's interesting too is, I mean, I guess it is possible to have a game of lunch tomorrow, but right now you can still go into the site and like like it's it's like the game never really stopped, right? You can like you can go to the transfers page, you can uh, you know, and so it's like if it's going to start tomorrow, it's going to have to turn around really fast. Um, but anyway, so if you go in there and look at Rafinha, his returns are. I mean, I don't know, six goals and 10 assists. It's, it's not bad. I mean, I, I, I feel like 6.5 million for a player with six goals and 10 assists on a really attacking team. Yeah. Like, it just, it just feels unusually low to me. I mean, that's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, Wilfred Zaha has been getting higher prices than that with, with very comparable returns. So Wilfred Zaha, amazing. though, interesting comparison. Is it because Zaha has so many Premier League seasons under his belt and he is always the best player for Palace that he gets inflated slightly? Like Rafinha is benefiting, f- fantasy managers are benefiting from Rafinha having only one season under his belt. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I mean that that clearly is what it is. But I mean, Patrick Bamford's up to eight million, right? <laughs> well, yeah, he's only like, had it, one good season too in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, and if if I were Patrick Bamford, like as good a season as he had, um, you know, he has endurance issues. I think, especially under Bielsa, like Pat Bamford was the Leeds player most likely to have his hands on his knees, puffing for breath around the sixty fifth minute. I I wonder if Rodrigo is going to start getting more minutes. They could sign another striker. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think that that's eight point is that that feels like a trap. And speaking of traps, uh, we're going to get well. Speaking of traps, we're going to get Miguel onto the stage here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of trapping, but also. Um, Aubameyang, um, while we're on the topic of um, overpriced players, uh, he did get a price drop to 10.0, but the story there is he's moved back to the forward position. Uh, Miguel, do you have any thoughts, feelings, concerns, first on the leads prices that were revealed, and also Aubameyang, 10.0? I don't think anybody's going to be going for Aubameyang, at at least for a, a month into the season. Which means Josh might think about it, right? <laughs> yeah. He can have time to talk yeah. himself into it. Well, I think part the rhyme and reason behind FPL Towers is always a little bit, uh, as a teacher, it's discomforting to not have like rules for like, hey, we're going to do like the reveals in this manner, this team's, th- these these players on these days. So it becomes this hodgepodge of like whatever. And it, it it's kind of freaky, but like, why no Dallas? Like, why not tell us, like, what's going on with Dallas? Obviously, he's not going to be a defender, but, like, it's like the, the added suspense, I guess that's supposed to kill us. I don't know. But, um, but yeah. Um, I'm with you, Miguel. Like, do you, would it, would it be cooler is if, if FPL, uh, like teased out? Okay. Tomorrow is our official, 
uh, Wolverhampton price reveal day and they make a whole event out of it. Like they missed, even though we're all talking about it, Josh and I are podcasting yeah. about it right now. It just kind of happens in a, in a yeah. flash and it feels love, like not an event. Right. I, I do love how much of, uh, how much of the commentary that we do both on locker room and in our, our own podcast is like basically us like discussing the marketing of the fantasy game and yeah. what we would do differently. I it's feel like it's I disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, by the way, that, Miguel, they did, they did reveal uh, that Dallas is going to be a midfielder. He's a 5.5 million midfielder. Oh, okay. Well, it's still locked in now. Yeah. So uh, then how do we, how do we talk about Dallas in relation to the likes of Rafinha and Jota and Liverpool is, because 5.5 is very tricky for Dallas. Now you kind of have to play him at that price tag as at least a fourth midfielder. And yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know. It's it, Suddenly I feel like I need to pay the extra million to get Rafinha. I was talking to our friend John uh, about this, uh, our, our Scottish friend, John John Arboroff, Brandon, I think is okay, okay. I think how you pronounce that last name. Uh, and he, he was noting that uh, the, you know, the, the returns that, uh, that Dallas – Receive last season. If you if you made those midfielder returns, they would be in line with someone like 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 a lot of players that we would consider like real fantasy assets, right? Like um, I think the players he named were like Mares, Mount, Jared Bowen, Phil Foden. You know, so like it's it's you know 130 plus points is is is, is, is quite a lot, right? I mean, if you if you're across 200, you're kind of in that superstar category. But anything over 100 is like a pretty you know pretty substantial. So at 5.5 million. I, I think he's really there. I mean, the, the question then is, do you double up um, Dallas and Rafinha? Because, I mean, Rafinha, I think, is going to start the season. He's going to be like that. Uh, remember last year, like, it was kind of inexplicably, like, everyone decided we were all going to be an Antima Werner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even though he never played a minute in the Premier League, he was, like, 54% owned going into mm-hmm. game one. Uh, I feel like that's <laughs> going to happen with Rafinha this year, where it's just everyone, it's like, if your mom plays fantasy for the first time this year, you're going to be like, you got to get Rafinha. He's 6.5 <laughs> million. you got to come to your team. So you invoke Chelsea there, Josh. Chelsea uh, distinctly absent from the player price reveals today. And if I think about Chelsea, we discussed this throughout the entire course of the season. Chelsea, obviously a great team stacked with great players, now Champions League winners. We still really don't know who the player is to have. I guess it's Kai Havertz. Though I was looking back at Kai's returns over the course of last season, he only got attacking returns in seven matches. Now, he didn't play a lot, and he's playing under two different managers. Um, but I think this is one of the harder jobs that FPL has, is how are they going to price this Chelsea team? Yeah. It's interesting, like, the, the, there's a lot of, like, I mean, because Man yeah, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, all absent so far from the price reveal discussions. Um, yeah, I think Havertz can be interesting. I mean, it'd be great if he came in at, like, 7.5. I guess that's probably too um, optimistic, right? Um, like Pulisic, like Pulisic's got to be eight million, right? I just that just feels like exactly where they're going to put him. But they're, yeah, they're going to like and, make them all eight million. And and that was roughly where they were last season. If you look at the all of the Liverpool price reveals, they're they're basically all the same price that they were last season. You've got. Trent again at seven point five, Robertson at seven million. Were Mane and Salah the exact same price in game week one last season? Because now with the reveal today, Mane is at twelve and Salah is at twelve point five. 
Yeah. What do you think about that Mane price? I mean, it's clearly it's too high, but if Mane were like 11 million, would you consider him, Brandon? Like, how low would Mane have to be to consider him over Salah? Yeah, I think it's 11. Um, because then that extra 1 million, where you're talking about Salah versus Mane, that extra 1 million means I get Rafinha over Dallas or, or some equivalent like that. That's a decision that you get to make. The point five, based on Mane's form last season, no one is going to, uh, take Mane. And this is, this is an interesting question for pricing and FPL to me is how do you price to make the pool of enticing players bigger? Like, Everyone complains every season about everyone has the same players. Every every manager's team is so template because the pricing is is such that if you know if you're going to go for Mane at that price, why aren't you just paying for Salah? So I think a player like Mane, that's an opportunity for FPL to say, you know what, let's go crazy, downprice yeah. him by two million, and suddenly um, game week one becomes a little more exciting. Yeah, it's it's a little it's like it, they're they're a little bit patient with that kind of stuff. I feel like it's drop they're they're more patient with dropping than they are with price rises. Where I feel like a player can have a big season and I mean outside of the obvious Rafinha case here, but I, I feel like in general a player can have a big season and they can jump a lot. But if a player has a down year, it it, it like they only tick down like 0.5. You know, right. it's sort of like a like like I bet KDB what did KDB come into this season? I think he was twelve million, mm-hmm. um, and you know, pretty disappointing returns at twelve million. I, I doubt he starts any lower than eleven point five, though, right? I, I like, I just yeah. think they're going to just it's just it's a, like they kind of nick him. Now that's why Aubameyang will be worth owning an FPL in about five years. Yeah, uh, right and, goes, <laughs> it's like Mesut Ozil, you know, right? When he oh yeah, uh, Wayne Wayne Rooney, I think, dropped down pretty low when he when he found his way to Everton at the end of his Premier League career, and um, yeah. I think KDB too. If he keeps going in the Euros like he did in the last match for Belgium, <laughs> his his FPL price might inflate a little bit more. There, uh, I want to welcome James to the stage. And James, you said something in the chat about a uh, home field style price reveal. Can you explain to me what that means? So, um, you know, la- last time I had a pitch for Apple, so now I'm going to have a pitch for a home field. <laughs> yes, free. Uh, it's more free advertising in the podcast. Yeah, more, more free <laughs> advertising. So, uh, home field is a like a small college football apparel brand in Indiana, and they make this big, big reveal every Saturday about like what new school they're gonna like have merchandise for and they build it up all week it creates this huge thing on social media and i just don't understand why fpl doesn't do that i mean it creates a massive i mean it's they started as like three guys in a garage in indiana and now they have like dozens of employees over the last two years it just I actually, created this yeah. huge, yeah. huge social media following. I've got a couple. I've got a couple home field shirts. I've got a. I was wearing a shirt earlier today. And I've got a sweatshirt. Again, this is totally free. <laughs> free ads. No free ads. That always cheating. Uh, Coors Light, uh, made to chill. Um, uh, I also want to get uh, Don up here on the stage. Don, first of all, how you, how are you doing today? Happy Father's Day to Don, to James, to Miguel, to you as well, Josh. It's Father's Day here in the states. Thank you. Um, but but Don, what did you make of the price reveals? Uh, is 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 it getting you kind of excited? Is it getting the juices flowing for the FPL season to get here? Uh, hey guys, uh, thanks for bringing me up. Happy Father's Day, and hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, and by the prices, you know, I think you know I'm just I'm just ready for the next Premier League season and the next fantasy season to come. And one one guy that I'm definitely getting in is Mo Salah. 
I missed out on Mo Salah like last year in the first game of the season, and I picked Mane. I'm not doing the same mistake again. And so yeah. he tends to start the season really yeah. well. So and he's playing Norwich first, so definitely he's coming in first game of the season. Uh, I also thought that the West Ham prices were pretty interesting as well. Mikel Antonio at seven point five. Yeah, Sushek as well. I think he's at six mil. Yeah, I, I thought seven point five was pretty reasonable for Antonio too. And, I, and I'm with you on 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 Salah. I mean, I, I actually I, I posted this on on Twitter earlier today, and I, you know, I, I feel like even if Mane were ten million or nine point five or something, I would still have. Sal- I might have them both. I mean, that's the one thing that gets killed by them being the same price. But you know, I mean, Brandon uh, made the mistake of not. <laughs> camping in style at home to a promoted team yeah. last season. I was, like, on I, your, I, imagine- I was on your rooftop, Josh, and uh, <laughs> I had I had captained Aubameyang, you know, because he was playing Fulham. <laughs> yeah. Fulham, we correctly predicted their defense was was crap. Uh, but then on your rooftop, I watched as you celebrated your captaincy hat trick for Mo Salah. And yeah, I'm with you, Don. I'm not going to make that mistake. Again, having Salah in your team in game week one probably won't be enough. His effective ownership is going to be 200%. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, it's, and, yeah, go ahead. Well, and there is no Euros for Africa this summer. So, like, how is the, the European players and the South American players? playing in these huge massive tournaments and the African players not doing that. That's that's a good point. I mean that that makes me think someone like Mares might be a good option as well, right? Uh, if you just yeah. like has a little bit of a extended break. And I, I am like I am never on the Mares bandwagon. I will never you will never see me bang the drum for him because I just really dislike having players in my fantasy team who are so rotation prone. We've got okay, to, Toby. I'm getting a little slap back here. If you wanna, if you wanna chat, go ahead and mute yourself and uh, request to join again. Um, we're also gonna bring uh, George Kenny up onto the a stage. Slap back is slap back an official term, by the way. I picked it up from some other live podcast that I listen to, so I'm gonna go with it. You know, Josh, the secret saucer always cheating is fake it till you make it. Pretend like you know what you're doing, and then it looks <laughs> like you I know. Said yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, but but George, uh, any any feedback for you on the price reveals? Uh, were there any players missing from the reveal today, or, or players that jumped out at you? I mean, uh, I, I will. I will say for me, George. Before uh, what as, answer, I, as I talk over, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Todd Cantwell. So uh, once once we hear about your 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 feedback, George, let's get to Todd Cantwell. Everybody wants to talk about that. Well, I want to talk about the Portuguese Todd Cantwell. I think Jota, Salah, um, <laughs> and Trent. I don't think you can look outside of those three for for Liverpool. I mean. Even if he doesn't start, Jota's going to be playing 30, 40 minutes in every game. And if Liverpool don't sign a forward this summer, which they might do, I think they've been linked with Isaac, maybe, the Swedish lad and uh, Dakar. But if they don't sign someone, I think Jota is nailed in my team. Yeah, for for me, you know, kind of ran out of gas for Liverpool yeah, last season. They're all, I mean, those three are pushing 30 now. And Jota is what yeah. so he's coming into like his kind of peak years, and these three are sort of the older statesmen now. So it's hard not to feel a little more pro Jota too. I mean, just yesterday he and Ronaldo combined for a really good yeah. goal. I mean, that like crazy, like that's like the kind of goal like you see people try to score all the time, <laughs> right? Where like the player like where somebody get like chases down a ball, like bat, like kicks it over their head, and like I feel like. 
nine times out of ten, that just like gets like swept away by by a central defender, and the, the the him placing it basically at Jota's feet was so was so beautiful. It was such a great. There moment. hasn't there hasn't been better link up play with Cristiano Ronaldo since uh, he was playing with Weston McKinney for Juventus. Uh, last season. So, you know, Jota is the new McKinney. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. Okay, let's talk about Todd Cantwell then, Brandon. You're you're ready. Let's hear it. Yeah, so Cantwell coming in at five point five, a little rich. If you all remember Norwich when they got promoted two seasons ago, um, they for a month looked like the bee's knees. You know, they beat Manchester City and was it like game week three? Uh, and Cantwell functioned so well as a fantasy asset um, because he was four point five. So this is this is a total headshot to my man uh, Todd Cantwell uh, at five. This is Cantwell Erasure, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want uh, Cantwell, and and they're trying to scrub him from the history books. And then and then Pookie comes back. Pookie is at six million. I don't know how Cantwell got this full point point or uh, full 1.0 bump and Pookie is still at 6 billion. I, I don't know. And Pookie has not really done the business for Finland in this tournament. It's, it's really all about Buendia, right? I feel like he's the one that, uh, who's going to Aston Villa though. 
Oh, right. That's right. Oh, geez. Wow. Well, hey, there, there yeah. you go. That, that's why Cantwell's at 5.5. See, this, I mean, I, I knew that. I just forgot for a second. But yeah, of course, right. yeah. It's, but but uh, this, yeah. this is going back to what Don was saying about Mo Salah and play, uh, Liverpool playing Norwich in game week one. This is a classic promoted club where they just decide, let's cash in on our best player. Spurs can barely get away with uh, trying to rebuild a squad with with Gareth Bale money. Maybe they're going to try and do that with with Harry Kane money. Norwich are not going to be able to fill the Buendia hole straight away. So Norwich are uh, just like setting themselves up to be whipping. It's weird though because Buendia was so like he was just okay. I feel like a couple of seasons ago, and I you know it was like so is he is he like one of those championship? Is he like an Anthony Canockart? You know, I mean, I know I know Buendia is rated. Really highly, but, Tom Kearney. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, let's see, let's see you do it in the Premier League first, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Patrick Bamford was the other example of this, right? Where it was like it was hard to take Bamford seriously at the start of last season because he kind of kicked around all of these various Premier League clubs for years and years, right? And it really wasn't until Bielsa turned him into a I mean, Bielsa is just such a. I mean, I don't even want to. Brandon, let's just do let's just do a full hour this summer on on, on Bielsa and how much I love him and yeah. how much I never wanted to leave. How, I, I want to be the manager of every club. Like I'm just <laughs> there was something that, that that I saw on social just a few days ago where Bielsa showed up at like a youth clinic and he was just managing with the, his like full throated squatty managerialness. These these little kids. He's trying to spread the joy ar- around the world. Uh, James uh, James S Whistle. Is now on the stage. And whistle, I think. And whistle, like my mistake. Yeah. (laughs) How's it going, James? Uh, very well, thank you. I just wanted to pick up because I'm a Norwich fan and um, been season to colder for a number of years now. I take it Um, all back, James. No, no, no. (laughs) Because I've been there, done that, and seen Norwich fail on many occasions. Um, Just with the Buendia side of it, um, Buendia last time he was in the Prem actually created the most chances of. Um, any of the uh, non-top six um, players in the Premier League. And I think he fell a bit under the radar because of Todd Cantwell. And mm. he actually had, I think, seven assists in the Premier League last time round. Um, so his uh, actual contribution was quite big. So I think for Aston Villa, he is actually a player to watch out for. And he was red hot in the championship. So you're it's- saying that that the supposed Todd Cantwell erasure is, in fact... Emmy Buendia erasure. <laughs> wow. This goes deep. Well, and I, I think the conspiracy goes all the way to the top <laughs> of FPL Towers. We got to do some more investigating, Brennan. I think that's I think- a fair point, James. And if I remember too, Buendia in that Premier League season was injured for a fair stretch. So the fact that he managed that that chance creation is probably why we don't remember him all that well from his performances that so, season. And, and James, oh, so chance, cre- chance creation doesn't equal goals either so if you have pookie finishing and not uh you know somebody better than pookie (laughs) james ollie watkins ollie watkins that's going to be your answer to that one oh Oh my god yes one dia to watkins this is just like Uh, everyone's championship dreams are fully coming true in the premier league this season (laughs) i love it so james and while while we have you on i mean let's let's do a little bit of norwich talk for a second i mean what have you looked at the player prices that they've revealed so far did anyone else you know, we, we we sort of talked about the players that we knew well, including one who has left the club. 
but what, you know, which, is there anyone uh, that you're like, okay, like Max Aaron's, uh, you know, he's at 4.5 as you'd expect. But I, I guess I'd be particularly curious in that midfield if there's anyone outside of Cantwell who you think might be um, a fantasy asset uh, to keep an eye on this season. Um, to be honest, no. Um, I think part of that comes with the fact that without Ollie Skip after his loan finishing defensively within the midfield it was all set up so he would be sort of allowing Max Aarons to go on on the right hand side and get into the creative um, thirds and I don't trust Pookie should have scored about 35 goals in the championship this year he had so many chances he didn't take and so I don't trust his form the only one that I would say potentially might be one to look out for in the first game week or first couple of game weeks, and I know we've got a horrible start to the season, would be actually Lucas Rupp. And because he's four and a half million, he's okay. the cheapest of the Norwich midfield. And currently, you've only looking at Sorensen, McLean and Rupp really to start the season if we don't sign any players. Um and when he has played in the championship this year, he did look fairly solid at getting into the final third positions and creating a few chances here or there. But to be honest, I think Norwich is a team to really stick away from until we've seen what Stuart Webber can do in terms of signings and, and how they start kicking on in the season. Okay, I want well, to know thanks, what the odds are. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that was the, uh, the download that we needed. I want to know what the odds are that Tammy Abraham goes to Norwich. Who's going to sign Tammy Abraham this summer is the question I have. Um, let's let's flip it over to Don because Don had a question. Uh, what do you, what do you need, Don? Yeah, so like we were talking about like you know championship players. Like, well, what are we thinking about Ivan Tony of Brentford? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, he's definitely the standout uh, striker I think from these clubs, and he he did bring the performances to the championship playoffs. Josh, you were you were taken with him in that final. Yeah, I mean, it's that classic thing where I'm probably drawing too much from, like, the one match I really watched this year. I mean, I was sort of keeping an eye on the championship as a thing that was happening. <laughs> but, you know, but I wasn't watching championship matches on, on television or anything like that. And so, yeah, I mean, the first time I really saw Tony play was in the championship final. And I was, I mean, I believe he was the, was he the championship golden boot winner this year? I think he was. If not, he was second behind. I think year. that's right. I, 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 looks like James has left the stage. Uh, he would be able to correct us there, but I'm almost certain you're right. Yeah. We've yeah. got a thumbs up. And I, you know, I just think that there's, I mean, Brentford is just a team that I'm especially, you know, I, I'm, you know, particularly excited about. I just think that, uh, you know, they've got a good manager. They're really data forward. Um, they're just, they're just kind of a smart team. Like, you know, there's, there's some teams that climb up to the, to the Premier League from the championship and it's just kind of clear that they had a nice run, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like, you know, there's sometimes there's times when you're like, okay, like, you know, like West Brom last season is an example and no offense to West Brom supporters. Right. But it was just like, it didn't going into that season. You weren't like, okay, like this is the start of a long run for West Brom, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. premier league, but with Brentford, because they're smart, because they have a good manager, because they seem to, you know, scout really well. And sort of, I mean, this is a team that lost Saeed Ben Rama and, and, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Holly Hawkins. You know, yeah. During yeah. the season, they still got promoted. It's, it, yeah, it's true. And and um, I think everyone was lamenting the fact that Fulham beat Brentford in that championship final to uh, to get promoted, and Fulham just like uh, lays a turd. Um, and and everyone is kind of thinking, well, Brentford seems exciting, as you're saying, exactly as you're saying, Josh. I, we wish that they would have been promoted, like sort of like shades of Bournemouth, right? You know, like smaller, even though 
I, th- I feel like there's been a little more investment in Brentford in recent seasons than there ever was at, at Bournemouth. But I think you're right. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, definitely there was. And so Tony, that's, that's a price we need. I think if Tony comes in at 5.5, that is going to be uh, a third striker that a lot of people are going to be talking about. Brennan, it's not the price we wanted, but it's the price we needed. You know, I think that's fair to. Scream, it's true. You know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Release the Tony price. But, <laughs> but seriously, I want, I want to go, I want to go back to this Tammy Abraham thing. So we, we have already kind of talked about Chelsea. There's no way Tammy Abraham sticks around that Chelsea squad. There are just like too many other options. I don't know why he would. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, Brandon, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's Champions League winner. Uh, Tammy Abraham, uh, put some respect on his name, for goodness sakes. Respect uh, on my name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I mean that he could totally do it. It's too, if Swansea had come up, like that would have been the perfect move for him, right? Because right. he was so good and at Swansea that. a couple of seasons ago, and so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, who knows. I mean, I, I, I it's kind of fun to think about where he could be a good fit. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, you put him at. Uh, I don't know, Crystal Palace or something, right? Yeah, and he could he could do a job there. I mean, I don't know. It feels like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I have to look through all the clubs, and and then it, that wouldn't actually make a difference because you know they're not going to pay attention to me. But I feel like there are there are definitely like a lot of places where I don't know, like Brighton. Like, could Brighton actually sign him? Like, if Brighton yeah, could sign, I like, like that move. Yeah, their biggest problem last season, right, was they couldn't uh, they couldn't finish. Yeah, they were uh, trying they to have, get Trossard yeah. and. Um, and uh, I'm blanking Mape. on his, my, my yeah, Mape finishing those yeah. chances and that that was that was tough. Let us we haven't talked about Spurs. So Josh, for the purposes of this discussion, hypothetically, let's just assume Harry Kane. This is this is London's London's Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, head up north, yeah. head yeah. up north to the Great White Hart Lane, uh, the new one, not the old one, and there you'll find the team that we know as Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Hungman's son is up to ten million. I, this has to be the highest price he's ever had. Has he ever been higher than nine point five? Uh, I, I mean, I, I I could look back and check that, but I, I think that is the highest he's ever been. And I, I mean, it's honestly it's reasonable. I mean, he had double digit goals and returns last season. He's probably going to be like basically playing as a forward next year, right? If Harry Kane leaves, so it, it, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, and then speaking of Harry Kane, twelve point five. That is a. That, I mean, he was the uh, golden boot winner. He was the golden boot winner. I was, yeah, like my memory is just totally fading now. Yeah, is that a price that assumes he moves to like Manchester City, Manchester United? Harry Kane at a at a Spurs club that is in free fall at the moment. I don't know. I'm going to have to think long and hard about spending twelve point five for Kane. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on whether he stays there, right? I mean, although honestly, if if Kane leaves for for Man City, I, I wonder if that actually makes things worse because I don't think he goes to Man City and plays twice a week in ninety minutes all the time yeah. like he does mm-hmm. like he does at Spurs. Um, so at that point, you're in a weird territory because I, you know I feel like when someone like Aguero was priced that high, it was typically not a great price for him. It usually meant you were he was a player that was like not a lock in your team, right? He was sort of in and out because, uh, I mean, in his case, you know, where I would just get, you know, he'd be great and then he'd get injured for six weeks or whatever. It was, I felt like it was always international break. Like every time international break rolled around, you were like, 
Every, you know, every, every Aguero owner was just like uh, crossing their fingers, right? It's like, okay, like what what knee is going to get, you know, it's going to get strained on this on this international break, you know? So I, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be good for Kane as a player, uh, and I, I actually really would like to see him at Man City, even though I, I know that would make it really it would make Man City. I, I think it would, you know, it would really make them even even harder to defeat in the in the Premier yeah. League. But um, yeah. but I, I think it'd be good for his like long term growth because he just wouldn't have to play some. Minutes. Who wants to talk about goalkeepers? Raise your hand. Um, I, right, I got like... one for you, by the way, just before we start. So, uh, someone uh, threw out a fake tweet on her, and, and earlier that I saw that I, I got tricked by it first, which was uh, someone said it was the first player price reveal. Uh, and it was M. Martinez at six point five million <laughs> as a <Wow>. keeper, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, no!" Uh, uh, yeah, that um, that would be way. horrible. Uh, that would be horrible. Emmy Martinez not announced yet, so no idea. So I'll just I'll just quickly because this is a small cluster of goalkeepers. I'll read their names and their prices. Allison six point oh, Pope five point five, Loris five point five. Melier at Leeds, 5.0. Fabianski, 5.0. Now things get interesting, Josh. Sanchez at Brighton, 4.5. Guaita at Palace, 4.5. And Tim Krul, yes, we're back talking about Norwich again, is also 4.5. Coming out of last season, I feel like the one of the lessons learned was um, find a good goalkeeper on a on a good team. Yeah, kind of. We got lucky that Emmy turned out to be a great goalkeeper and was 4.5. Yeah, uh, but looking at these prices, Josh, does it? Are you starting to formulate a strategy around goalkeepers? Do you think hmm, maybe Guaita finally back down to four point five? I could just go for Crystal Palace defense again. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm forming a strategy yet, but I, I mean, it's interesting to think. I mean, like like Melier at five million. Uh, on the one hand, you're like, ah, it'd be, you know, it'd be great if it was four point five, but it's actually not a bad price for him. You know, yeah, quite a, quite a good keeper, and uh, you'd expect leads to. Continue to improve, right in year two. Um, sure. So, Fabianski well, at five isn't bad either. Um, there were moments last season where it felt like West Ham was starting to figure things out a little bit defensively. Um, maybe not so much down the stretch, but I mean, Guy's at four point five. Now we're talking. Now he's back where he should be. He used yeah, to be yeah. four point five. Spent a couple of seasons in the yeah. nosebleeds at five million, and now he's back where he, you know, where he belongs. And that four point five. I wish that Pope was five million. If Pope was five million, I'd just bring him in. I wouldn't think about another keeper the rest of the season. But at five point five, it feels it feels a little too high. I'm with you, uh, James Parham. Parham. How do I say your last name, James? For the for the folks listening at home. Uh, Parham. Parham. Like uh, All right. I say it, I say it like this, like uh, David Beckham. It's pronounced the same way. That tracks, James. All right. What did you want to say about goalkeepers? Um, I was just going to say Leeds defense. Uh, I've got a I've got a, an Irish friend who's a Leeds fan, and he had some crazy stats about how improved Leeds were in the final third of the season defensively and that's actually how they won games not by attacking but by defending and i just wondered there's probably still going to give up shots and so he might have save potential plus clean sheet potential and i mean that's how emmy martinez all got into our teams early in the season because emmy right. martinez actually wasn't that great toward the end of the season yeah i, I mean i think it's I, I know that there are people who are already starting to talk about like their lineups the first five weeks and goalkeeper rotation and things like that and i i, I actually don't think that's a great um, approach uh, to this, this this early in the fantasy season. I think it's a lot better to just sort of take things. I mean, just basically do what James just did, right? It was just think about every player individually. And I think 
it's like, don't focus too much on the game part of it yet. You know, focus more on the like opinion forming, uh, you know, knowledge, like, you know, it's like, like think about a keeper and then, and then sort of work from there. Like, okay, like, yeah, guy is interesting. What do his first five fixtures look like? You know? And then like, okay, like, what, like, could you rotate with him with somebody else or, you know what, like it's just sort of move from there. And I feel like, um, like I, I definitely am not going to even when the game launches, I'm just going to put together a dummy team and not and not even try to put together a starting eleven yet because I think it's um I, I think you you find yourself uh, get over committing to players early yeah. on it you know and you mm-hmm. start to get um you're like I, I I just I feel like this really happened to me with Timo Werner last season I'm going to try to avoid it which is you just get in your head to like I Werner is the first name in my team you know <laughs> Werner is the one that yeah. I want the most and, and there's a cascading happen. effect right Josh so yep. you decide that and then from there you start making compromises in all other parts of your team to yep. hold on to that one player so it's not yeah, just yeah, oh I have the wrong striker it's uh, now I have mismatches in my midfield and my defense to accommodate that one player exactly let's say I bring a guy to Brennan, but you know I'm going to want three Crystal Palace players Right, so they bring him yeah. in. As soon as Eze's back fit, Josh, yeah. you're, you're jumping on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if uh, Tammy, I'm going to have everybody. Okay, <laughs> although you know, Crystal Palace got rid of like every old player this offseason. It's like really, yeah. and they 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 haven't signed a manager yet, have they? No. I think they're still no. with, with that one. For Lampard, gonna, rumored. They're going to take whoever uh, whoever uh, Spurs don't take. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, hey, Brandon, should we um, should we call this in a minute? It's actually Father's Day here, um, so I need to. Uh, yeah, need let's to, go. I need to go do some Father's Day. You stuff, go. You go be entails. a dad. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> pretend to be a dad. But it was great fun chatting with everyone in the green room today. Like I said, we do these green rooms every week. So follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, and we'll uh, we'll always post the link there. And if you're a Patreon supporter, we post the link to our live green rooms in our Slack. Uh, but yeah, the motor is running now, Josh, with these price reveals. Uh, the Euros are not the only game in town. The Premier League is back. Yeah, it's wild. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with regular podcasts on actual microphones. The sound is better as soon as the uh, as soon as the game launches. Which, honestly, I mean, if it's tomorrow, we'll we'll probably be back with by tomorrow. So, uh, you know, keep your you know get you know get, get ready. By the way, just a quick shout out for the Patreon too. Um, this upcoming, you actually you have you can get Patreon free for the next ten days uh, because we're uh, giving everybody who supports the podcast uh, the month of June for free. So uh, there'll be no uh, no one's gonna be charged for Patreon this month. So if you're interested in trying out Patreon now is the perfect time to do it because you basically would get a couple weeks to just try it out and see if it's for you. So um, just that's a quick shout out. Always uh, patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back very soon with regular pods. Poker forever.